fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Hey everybody and welcome to part 7 of the Metallicast and Summer for All series. I am your host and fellow Metallica fan. My name is Brandon. For those of you who do not know what the In Summer for All series is, where the hell have you been all summer long? Because we are almost through this thing. In Summer for All is my weekly track-by-track breakdown of the Injustice for All album, leading to its 30th anniversary this month in August. We are going week by week track by track in chronological order because this is part seven that means we are looking at track seven this week a metallica fan favorite a much requested song for them to perform live for years i am talking about the frayed ends of sanity The song starts unusually with a chant from the Wizard of Oz. It's the castle of the Wicked Witch. Dorothy's in that open place. Oh, I hate to think of her in there. <laughs> we've got to get her out. Don't cry now. We haven't got the oil can with us and you've been squeaking enough as it is. Who's them? Who's them? So the frayed ends of sanity begins with the winky chant from the Wizard of Oz film. I gotta be honest with you, Metallica's Militia, I'm not sure why Metallica chose to start the song this way. I know that it's a lot of fun to sing live. Metallica has rarely performed this song live. In fact, the first time was not until 2014 on the Metallica by Request tour. So they went years and years without performing this track. Almost 30 years without performing this track, which is crazy. And I'm going to guess that perhaps this is to juxtapose the grimness of the lyrics. Lyrically, is about a man who is becoming increasingly paranoid and is on the brink of going insane. Hence the title, The Frayed Ends of Sanity. So perhaps they chose this as sort of an innocent juxtaposition to the grim reality we're about to face as the listener. Or, knowing what the song is about, it makes this winky chant from Wither Voss sound a little eerie and a little creepy. And perhaps this is going on in the head of a man about to lose his mind. There are a lot of different ways to read into it, but it is definitely a unique way to begin this song. 
and is definitely fun to sing along with. In my research, I never came across any quotes from the band about why they chose to use this. If you know of a reason, an official reason, please let me know. Email me, Metallicast at fansonexperts.com. Call the Metallicast hotline, 203-548-0609. Or hit me up on social media at Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I will plug all that again at the end if you missed it. But let me know if you know, because I honestly do not know. You know? After the introduction... We have the pre-verse riff. That you just heard. Now, the interesting part about this riff is that it's in common time 4-4. So as a musician, if I was going to count that riff, I would count it as 1-E and a 2-E, a 3-E, a 4-E and a 1-E and a 2-E, a 3-E, a 4-E and a... Now, the reason I bring this up is because after... Five bars or measures, which is how music is divided. Think of it as a sentence in music and think of this overall section as a paragraph. So you have five measures, five sections, and then you have a measure of 5-4, an uncommon time signature. So it goes a 1-A and a 2-E, a 3-E, a 4-E and a 1-A and a 2-E, a 3-E, a 4-E and a 1-A and a 2-E, a 3-E, a 4-E and a 1-A and a 2-E, a 3-4-E, a 1-A and a 2-E, a 3-A, 4-E and a 1-A and a 2-E, a 3-4-E, 5-E, a 1-A and a 2-E, a 3-A, 4-E and a... See if you can hear the 4-4 sections and then the 5-4 section. And you will sort of hear the band vary the riff a bit. By doing da 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 And that is in 4-4, but when they do that twice, it's in 5-4. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
they present it in a way that is just a little above what most others are doing. And similar to what we've talked about in past episodes, especially last week in Harvester of Sorrow, you can sort of see the progression here. Never hunger, never prosper. I have fallen prey to failure. Struggle with and triggered again. Now the candle burns at both ends. It sounds like to me that this is a feeling that is just beginning. Then it evolves. Birth of terror, death of much more. I'm the slave of fear, my captor. Never warning, spreading its wings as I wait for the horrors she brings. I really like that second verse. I'm the slave of fear, my captor. Paranoia is taking over. As I wait for the horror she brings. She's an interesting choice here. Sort of makes this feeling of insanity human. It humanizes it. Into ruin I am sinking. Hostage of this nameless feeling. Hell is set free. Flooded I'll be. Feel the undertow inside me. It has officially taken over. Paranoia has taken over. And he has lost his mind. One unique thing about this. Similar to The Shortest Straw is that we have a pre-chorus, but the lyrics change each time. Twisting under schizophrenia, falling deep into dementia. Loss of interest, question, wonder, waves of fear, they pull me under. Height, hell, time, haste, terror, attention. Life, death, want, waste, mass depression. And then, of course, we have the chorus itself. Old habits reappear, fighting the fear of fear. Growing conspiracy, everyone's after me. Freightings of sanity, hear them calling, hear them calling me. And the way the chorus is structured to me sounds like a man who is increasingly becoming more panicked and overtaken by his own paranoia. Because you have old habits reappear. Then a little break. Da, 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 da. Fighting the fear of fear. A little break. Da, 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 da. And then there is no break. Growing conspiracy. Everyone's after me. Freight ends of sanity. Hear them calling. Hear them calling me. And then Kevin Van Dam and I talked about this in the Eye of the Beholder episode. Once again, in the final chorus, James Hetfield does something he really likes to do, where he turns it around on himself. Instead of everyone is after me, it turns into myself is after me. Old habits reappear, fighting the fear of fear, growing conspiracy myself is after me. And the whole time I'm looking at these lyrics, I'm also thinking of what Nick Makoviak and I talked about last week with Harvester of Sorrow, because he mentioned track placement. Harvester of Sorrow is a song about a man who's doing drugs, drinking, and sort of sinking into this depression and insanity that makes him snap and lose his mind and murder his family. And now we have the frayed ends of sanity, where similar theme, except focused around paranoia, more so than substance abuse.
And with that part starts the middle section of the song, the solo section. And this section is very involved. I remember being in middle school, hearing this song for the first time, and really needing to take several listens, wrapping my head around what Metallica was doing, because there are a lot of changes. I think that Lars Ulrich would describe this section as having a lot of wacky twists and turns. And the part that you just heard starts off this whole section. So it's all built around that theme of... And the band sort of goes back and forth a couple times before ascending up the guitar neck. And at the end there, to me, it sort of sounds like the guitars are dueling although they are playing in harmony with each other before it breaks away, falls apart, and Lars R plays that brief but effective fill that transitions flawlessly into the next part where they start a new theme. The second part to me is more of a groove part that is short-lived, but Kirk starts playing off what James is doing rhythmically and starts harmonizing with it, which creates this build to when Kirk just erupts into this guitar solo. I think that the guitar solo in Freight Ends of Sanity is what Metallica does so well, especially during this era of the band. And I mentioned this in The Shortest Straw, where they always are varying or changing, whether it is doing a subtle change to the rhythm behind a solo or switching keys or whatever the case may be in a particular song. They're always doing something to keep you listening. Even when they got into the more simplistic songs of the 90s on the Black Album, on Load, on Reload, if you listen to some of those solos, they are not just playing the riffs straight through. They are creating slight variations here and there of the rhythm, etc., which invests me personally as a listener and keeps me interested. They are most definitely not the only band that does this, but they are a band that does it very, very well. For about the millionth time during this In Summer for All series, I'm going to reference the book Metallica in their own words by Mark Putterford. And I feel like every episode I say, this is a quote from Lars Ulrich, because he talks so freaking much. But this is a quote from Lars Ulrich. And much like the other ones I have shared, 
this one is also from September 1988 because most of this that I'm sharing with you is taken from a single interview. So he says about the frayed ends of sanity. It's a bit more musical and intricate than most of the other songs in the album. It's got a pretty long musical middle part with a lot of changes and some pretty cool melodies. Overall, it's pretty much a mid-paced sort of thing, but it's really intricate and it might take a couple of listens before you can get into it. Lyrically, it's really just about paranoia. You know, being afraid, but not really knowing what you're afraid of. That will wrap up part seven of the In Summer for All series. We only have two more episodes left, counting down to the 30th anniversary of the Injustice for All album. And next week, when we look at To Live Is To Die, I am happy to announce I will be joined by none other than Mr. Clint Wells from Metal Up Your Podcast. So if you're a fan of that show, please make sure you check it out. Uh, I already recorded it, and... I got to tell you, I had a blast. Uh, He was a great guest, as I'm sure is no surprise for those of you who listen to his show. And we talk a lot about Metallica and a little bit about The Live Is To Die, but it's a great show. Check it out next Friday. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe, download Leave a positive review on iTunes. You can find Metallicast on there as well as anywhere else you find your podcast, whether it be Google, Stitcher, YouTube, TuneIn, PlayAPod, or of course our home site, fansnotexperts.com. Follow me on social media. I'm at MetallicastPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email Metallicast at fansonexperts.com if you want your voice to be heard. I can read an email, I can answer a question, or better yet, leave a message at the new Metallicast hotline, 203-548-0609. Again, that is 203-548-0609. Leave a message. And I actually have one. Uh, I've not listened to this yet, so we will have to... Uh, listen to it together for the first time. I just know it's from a Dave in Valencia. Let's take a listen. Hello, Brandon. Meet the real me. Hey, how you doing? This is, uh, this is Dave. I'm coming from Valencia. Uh, anyway, just want to say you got quite the podcast there. It's, uh, pretty good. I assume this is what my voice sounds like. I really don't know. But uh, I have to say, your show is is uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. I enjoy it. The only thing that I um, I think you're forgetting to mention is that I basically wrote all those riffs. Uh, they're all solo for me. Uh, so I think maybe uh, you should credit me more. That'd be great. Also, uh, I'm I'm uh, reborn, so I uh, just uh, want to let all your listeners know <laughs> the traditional marriage is between a man and a woman. Very important to me. 
I'm not laughing. I'm crying. It's very upsetting. All right. Making it the rules. Um, I, the Dalcast Moshe, I gotta apologize for that. I should start screening these calls. Um, try, I'm trying not to make Metallicast too political, but I guess if, you know, I'm giving you the freedom if you want to call in and share your political views. And, uh, Dave, uh, I'm not sure why you're taking credit for writing riffs. Are you talking about Metallica riffs? Um, I'm not quite sure what you're getting at there. Um, you know, your voice sounds familiar, though. Sounded like a, a cross between Dave Mustaine and Larry David. Um, but anyways, you know, if you want to leave a message, please, it will get played on the air most likely as long as uh, it's informative or Metallica-related or funny. So, please, again, it's 203-548-0609. As always, I'm going to end this episode with a cover and this is a cover of The Freight Ends of Sanity by the death metal band Six Feet Under. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, metal up your ass. Yeah!
Fabs not experts.